0: Welcome to the Anti-Burnout Club, an exclusive club for those who are over the hustle culture BS, those who are tired of burning out and feeling stressed, and those who want to thrive while still becoming a success. I'm Bex Spiller, an accidental poet, an anxious entrepreneur and your host. Welcome to the club. Hello and welcome back to the Anti-Burnout Club. Today I want to talk about the hidden signs and symptoms of burnout, which was my original plan for episode two before uh, imposter syndrome kicked in. So before I realized that I'd experienced burnout, I thought burnout would come with some kind of red flashing light or a warning sign that said, stop, you're about to burn out, take some time for yourself and take a step back. Of course, it definitely doesn't work like that in principle. And the 12 hidden signs and symptoms of burnout that I'm going to go through today are all things that I had experienced that I had no idea were part and parcel of burning out. Some of the signs I thought were just part of who I was. um, Some of them I thought were part of a different problem or a physical illness. And it was only really in hindsight when I looked back that I realised I was experiencing all of these signs and not realising that this was part of a much bigger problem that was burnout. Now, there are plenty of signs and symptoms of burnout, and as usual with my podcasts, I will have a blog post on my site, beckspiller.com. If you go to the Anti Burnout Club, you'll see all of the blogs there. And I'll include lots of research and other information about burnout and the signs and symptoms that you might experience. However, the 12 that I'm going to cover today are all ones that I have experience with obviously I'm not a medical professional. Um, These are just things that I have been through myself and that I have researched are generally signs that you are experiencing burnout or that burnout is on the way. Um, And burnout really is is a form of chronic stress. So if you do speak to a medical professional, they may call it stress um, or chronic stress. So that's important to bear in mind. You might recognise some of these signs and symptoms in yourself and it might be a good idea to have a note-taking app open on your phone or to grab a pen and paper so that you can write them down or even just mentally make a note of them. The first step really is to recognise these signs and symptoms in yourself and kind of get a good feel of what's going on in your mind um, and even in your body and in the next episode, we'll then go through some ways that we can stop burnout in its tracks before it becomes too much of a problem or it becomes something that just takes over our lives completely. So the first one I want to talk about is something called dropping the ball. I realized that I started to make silly mistakes. I was forgetting things. I was losing my concentration which isn't really like me at all. Um, I used to be quite a focused person, and I found that all these silly little mistakes I was making and, and, you know forgetting appointments, this wasn't really who I was. I thought that perhaps as my 30s were creeping up, it was just my age. <laughs> um, but dropping the ball is a symptom of, of burnout that it just passes us by. We don't think that this is part of a bigger problem. And excessive stress can make us lose our concentration and, and become quite forgetful. We feel like we've already got so much on our plates when it comes to our working lives or our home lives that things just get left by the wayside and we drop the ball. We can also just generally feel overwhelmed with how much we have to do and how much we have to remember. And our brains only have so much space, you know, and if it's if it's full of stress and anxious thoughts, then it can be quite easy for us to forget things or to make silly mistakes that we perhaps wouldn't have made before. So following on from this is number two, which is feelings of guilt. Um, This follows on quite naturally from the first because when you start making silly mistakes or you forget things, it brings with it a sense of guilt. I remember when I was missing appointments or forgetting things, I felt like I was constantly letting people down. I wasn't getting enough work done. I just felt like a failure, like, a, like I was failing as a human being. And this guilt would eat me up and it became part of just my core beliefs, which is something that we spoke about in, in episode two with imposter syndrome. But I started to believe my own inner monologue that was telling me I'm doing everything wrong. I'm dropping the ball. I'm making mistakes that I would never make before. And I'm just not good enough. Moving on to um, the hidden sign number three. Now, anyone who has spent time with me during my burnout, and especially my husband, will know this one oh too well. um, It's being snappy. (laughs) So this was definitely a noticeable symptom for me and it might be something that you have recognised in yourself as well. What happens is when we're feeling frustrated with ourselves or we're feeling guilty with ourselves, we can then project that onto the people around us. And my frustration with myself was definitely seeping out into my relationships with other people. I was feeling snappy. I had a short fuse. I kind of felt like the world was out to get me and I was just snapping back at it. Anger, frustration and impatience with others is definitely a big warning sign that you might be burning out, that you might be experiencing too much stress in other avenues of your life. And that can project easily onto other people. However, it's not just being impatient with others. Um, Number four is being impatient with yourself. So during my burnout, I was really, really restless. I always needed to be doing something. I couldn't sit still. And that whole hustle culture vibe, I just was sucked in. I, I It drew me in. And I thought, well, if I sit still or if I relax or take some time for myself, then that time was wasted time. If I wasn't working hard, then those feelings of guilt would set in. And I was just really, really impatient with myself. I was questioning, you know, why haven't you done that? Why haven't you had the most productive day ever? Why have you sat and watched some trash TV on Netflix when you could have been working? You could have been making your first million. And that was a big thing for me. That was part, I thought it was part of who I was and that I was just this go-getter that wouldn't stop. But the problem with that was that I was just burning out and I was making myself ill. And I'm still a go getter now. I still want to succeed, but I've learned that I don't need to burn out or experience chronic stress to be able to do that. Okay, so moving on to number five. And this one is isolating yourself. I think it was because of this impatience and this restlessness with myself that I also just stopped socialising and seeing other people. I think that for me, being sociable meant I was wasting time that I could be working. And I made a lot of excuses to cancel on people, mainly that I was working. You know, even though I'd started at seven o'clock in the morning and, and people wanted to meet at seven o'clock in the evening, my excuse was that I still had too much work to do. And I thought maybe that that made me seem successful, that, you know, while I'm so busy because I'm spending 12 hours in the office, but actually it was just part of me burning out. I buried myself in this work hole and socialising for me was just a big distraction that I didn't need uh, or it was part of procrastination when I could be working and, and trying to achieve my goals. I think that perhaps the isolation may also come from not wanting your friends to point out that you're working yourself too hard or that you look tired and ill. Uh, Nobody wants to be told that they look tired. and, And so I think that maybe isolating myself was a way of avoiding any questions about the stress that I was putting myself under. And that kind of leads on to number six as well, which is not looking after yourself properly. I know that during this period of my life, I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't exercising. I was either binge eating all of the comfort food I could find or not eating at all. Like I was working so hard that I just forgot to eat some days. If I was working from home, then there would be days that I wouldn't shower or get dressed And basically all self-care went completely out of the window. Of course, this is also a sign or symptom of other mental health conditions. So as I'd already experienced depression and anxiety, I figured that that was just part of it. And I didn't really lump it into the burnout category until I spoke to some other people that had experienced burnout. But not looking after yourself is a big warning sign for lots of different things. And if you do find that this is something that resonates with you, then it may be that you do need to speak to someone that you trust or a health professional and just check in with yourself as well. Okay, so number seven, feeling like a failure. This is back to these cognitive distortions again and As we've discussed, I haven't always had the best self-esteem and confidence. Um, So I ignored this symptom of burnout as I thought, well, that's just who I am. You know, not really remembering way back when I worked in sociable jobs and I was really confident and I worked behind a bar, which is how I met my husband. I just figured that I had low self-esteem. And with that, I assumed feeling like a failure was part of that. But when we're feeling overwhelmed and we're feeling chronic stress, it can be really easy to believe that inner monologue and that niggling self-doubt. And the constant feeling of, I'm a failure, I can't do this, was reprogramming my mind to think that that was the case. And this was obviously causing more stress and anxiety, which was creating a kind of burnout circle. And this flows straight into number eight, which is trash talking yourself. Um, I was doing this on a regular basis. I was adamant that I was messing everything up. I wasn't good enough to be running a business or managing a team. I genuinely thought that everybody hated me, that I wasn't worthy of any praise and I wasn't worthy of any of the successes that I'd had in the past. And how we talk to ourselves really matters. I was talking to myself worse than I would any enemy. But my solution to this was just to work harder to try and shut the voice down in my head. And this was bringing on more burnout symptoms. I wasn't actually getting to the cause of the problem and I wasn't addressing the way that I was talking to myself. Then what started off as negative self talk actually turned into symptom number nine, which is pessimism and detachment. I started to lose trust in myself and other people. I felt as though something bad was always going to happen. I was very much a glass half empty kind of person and a catastrophizer, which again is something I spoke about in the last episode. And this just led to me feeling disconnected with everything and completely detached from everything and everyone but I figured that this was part of who I was. I thought that maybe past experiences in my life meant that I was supposed to be a pessimistic person. I was supposed to always be ready for the worst to happen. And I didn't think that it was anything to do with stress or burnout. And I also didn't think that it was anything that I was ever going to be able to change. Okay, so moving on to number 10, which is lack of inspiration. Now, as someone who is naturally a creative person, I've been a writer for nearly a decade, well, probably longer than that if you consider all of the books that I used to write in uh, primary school. Feeling uninspired is something that is a, a creative person's worst nightmare. I was constantly feeling bored and unable to come up with anything creative or new I couldn't even write like I I didn't even have any idea of what I could write or if I did have an idea of something to write then I just couldn't put the words down on paper. I run a content agency and every time I try to come up with new ideas or innovate I just completely drew a blank and I felt very stuck. I felt as though I needed inspiration to to be who I wanted to be but The mental exhaustion that I was feeling from burnout was just stopping any inspiration in its tracks. And that definitely makes sense in hindsight that it would be part of a bigger problem. Because I had very little inspiration and very little energy... I ended up with symptom number eleven, which is uh getting addicted, so I quickly turned to things that I thought would bring that inspiration back, and mine was coffee. my caffeine intake shot through the roof during burnout um I used it to try and bring back that creativity and energy, so I'd get up first thing in the morning, I'd have a cup of coffee within an hour I was on my second cup of coffee. I'd go to the office and I'd have another two cups of coffee before lunch. And then I needed at least another two in the afternoon. An addiction is actually something that I learned can come from being burnt out. Some people who are burning out get addicted to comfort eating or food. Some get addicted like me to coffee or sugar. Other more serious addictions could include alcohol or drugs but it could also just be something like binge watching Netflix that numb feeling that you might get or the detachment that comes with burnout we look for a way to to fill that void really and this could be with something like just binge watching TV shows to try and shut out any of the negative self-talk but if we're doing this on the regular and if we're becoming addicted then it could be part of a bigger issue. And finally, number 12. This was one of the biggest telltale signs for me. And it's when I realized that there was a bigger problem. And that is physical illnesses. Now, in pretty much every article about burnout that I read, every TED talk that I've watched, every podcast that I've listened to, with people talking about their own burnout experiences, it seems as though physical illnesses are something that are a big part of burnout for me it felt like i was getting a cold every other week i always felt run down and needed to take time off work to try and get better but the problem was was that i was feeling guilty that i needed to take time off work so i wouldn't give myself time to recover i would take maybe a few hours off i mean there's been times where i've been in hospital and i've had my laptop on me and I wouldn't give myself enough time to heal. So all that happened was I threw myself back into the working world straight away. I was working 12 hour days and I was getting ill again. And it was just a constant cycle of becoming unwell, taking a few hours off work, feeling guilty, not giving myself that time to get better and just going round and round and round in circles. And if this is something that you experience, especially on a regular basis, then it is definitely worth talking to a medical professional if you can and if you feel able to. Because it was through that that I realized that I had high blood pressure and then again high cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone. And this was the red flashing light that I'd been looking for, I guess, that said to me, you are burning out if you don't stop now you're going to end up in big trouble but even if you notice just some of these signs and symptoms if you've gone through this and think oh yeah i can definitely see that in me then it's worth just taking a step back and and being mindful of these so that's why i asked if you would grab a pen and paper or a note taking app at the beginning of this because i wanted you to make a note of perhaps the ones you recognised in yourself. And then spend the next couple of days just being really mindful of these, noticing that you might be feeling stressed, noticing if you're trash talking yourself or if you're drinking too much coffee or if you're snapping at other people. And just keep a note of these over the next few days. It's really good to recognise and be mindful of these symptoms. And in the next episode, what I want to do, once we've had time to reflect and notice them in ourselves, is go through some ways that we can try to stop burnout before it completely takes over. As we have gone through 12 signs and symptoms of burnout, I will have 12 ways that we can stop burnout in its tracks. But if you do see a lot of the signs and symptoms in your life, then like I said, It might be worth talking to somebody you trust or to a health professional if you feel you are able to. My new Facebook group, um, the Anti-Burnout Club, which is a private group, um, is also opening its doors on the 10th of August. It's a free group. It's just a community group and I'll be letting everyone in on the 9th, on the night of the 9th of August. So this could be a good place, a good um, safe space to come and talk about perhaps some of the signs and symptoms that you see in yourself and maybe get some advice from others who have been through the same or a very similar situation to you. But in the meantime, if you'd like to just have a think and like I said, be mindful of these these signs. Don't get anxious or beat yourself up that you're feeling these. Just be mindful of them. Make a note of them and and say, Yeah, I understand that I'm feeling like this. Because we can spend so much time in our own minds that we don't really pay attention to what's going on. And then once you've had the time to reflect, the next podcast episode will be up in a couple of days. Or if you're not listening to this, Uh, at the day that it came out, then give yourself a couple of days before you listen to the next one and we'll go through plenty of tips and tricks that will hopefully just stop that burnout before it takes over. So that's it from me today. I'm sorry if I've sounded a bit croaky, I've got a sore throat um, and I'm hoping, (laughs) I'm hoping I'm not burning out. Um, (laughs) No, I think that uh, it's just quite new for me to be speaking so much when I tend to avoid talking to people as much as possible and <laughs> um, so I do apologize if I've sounded a bit croaky today. Please don't forget to subscribe especially if you want to know when the next episode is going up when we go through those ways to combat uh, burnout so you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'm on Stitcher, I'm learning all of these new ones. Uh, Google has a podcast thing, so there's that. Or I've got a new newsletter on the site. So if you go to Bexpiller.com, go to the Anti-Burnout Club and it should pop up after a few seconds. If you put your email address in there, I will send emails when there's new podcast episodes and blogs on the site. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening, depending on when you're listening And I will talk to you again very soon. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Anti-Burnout Club. Please don't forget to subscribe and we'll talk again very soon.